Hi everyone. <laughs> and welcome to another edition of Wi-Fi Worship. We are glad to be here and um, we hope that you are too. Let's get started. Let's get started. The Lord be with you. And also with you. Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Hallelujah. Let's pray. God of glory, today we pray that you would fill your scattered church with the power that flows from Christ's resurrection. Mm -hmm. We pray this so that in the midst of this broken and hurting world, we, your people, may be a sign of your new creation. We pray, O oh Lord, that you would use this time to form us by your spirit and to make us more and more like your son, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Let's sing.
So in our worship services this season, we've been um, taking a moment to profess our faith together. And today, uh, I'd like to profess um, Articles 34, 35, and 36 from Our World Belongs to God. So please join us as we profess our faith together. In, in our, our world, bent, bent under, under the weight, weight of sin, Christ gathers a new community. Satan and his evil forces seek whom they may confuse and swallow, but Jesus builds his church, his spirit guides, and grace abounds. The church is the fellowship of those who confess Jesus as Lord. She is the bride of Christ, his chosen partner, loved by Jesus and loving him, delighting in his presence, seeking him in prayer, silent before the mystery of his love. Our new life in Christ is celebrated and nourished in the fellowship of congregations, where we praise God's name, hear the word proclaimed, learn God's ways, confess our sins, offer our prayers and gifts, and celebrate the sacraments. Dave, maybe you can just take a minute and share with us why you picked those particular words from Our World Belongs to God. Yeah, um, I, I just love these words. Um, oh, I like this, uh, Our World Belongs to God in general, but um, they fit really nicely with our theme today, uh, the spiritual discipline that we're talking about, and that is the spiritual discipline of worship. Um, in this broken world, Jesus is gathering a community of people and he's filling that community with um, his spirit mm -hmm. and gathering them into congregations. Mm -hmm. And the first priority and privilege of this body is to worship. Um, we gather in the name of Jesus to lift high the name of Jesus. And... I think they say it better than I can, and I just love it. Hmm. And um, so we're going to be talking about that today. We'll be talking about the discipline of worship. Um, so I encourage you to grab your Bibles, and um, we're going to be reading two passages today. Uh, first from Psalm uh, 95, the first six verses, and then from Revelation 5. Hear the word of the Lord. Come, let us sing for joy to the Lord. Let us shout aloud to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before him with thanksgiving and extol him with music and song. For the Lord is the great God, the great King above all gods. In his hand are the depths of the earth and the mountain peaks belong to him. The sea is his for he made it and his hands formed the dry land. Come, let us bow down and worship. Let us kneel before the Lord, our maker, for he is our God, and we are the people of his pasture, the flock under his care. And now we'll turn to Revelation chapter five, and I'll be reading the whole chapter. Do you want me to read any of it? No, I'll read it. Just offering. Sure. <laughs> then I saw on the right hand of him who sat on the throne a scroll with writing on both sides and sealed with seven seals. 
and I saw a mighty angel proclaiming in a loud voice, who is worthy to break the seals and open the scroll? But no one in heaven or on earth or under the earth could open the scroll or even look inside it. I wept and wept because no one was found who was worthy to open the scroll or look inside. Then one of the elders said to me, do not weep. See the lion of Judah, or lion of the tribe of Judah, the root of David, has triumphed. He is able to open the scroll and its seven seals. Then I saw a lamb looking as if it had been slain, slain, standing at the center of the throne, encircled by the four living creatures and the elders. The lamb had seven horns and seven eyes, which are the seven spirits of God, sent out into all the earth. He went and took the scroll from the right hand of him who sat on the throne. And when he had taken it, the four living creatures and the 24 elders fell down before the lamb. Each one had a harp and they were holding golden bowls full of incense, which are the prayers of God's people. And they sang a new song saying, you are worthy to take the scroll and to open its seals because you were slain. And with your blood, you purchased for God persons from every tribe and language and people and nation. You have made them into, to be a kingdom of priests to serve our God, and they will reign on the earth. Then I looked and heard the voice of many angels, numbering thousands upon thousands, and ten thousands times ten thousand. They encircled the throne and the living creatures and the elders. In a loud voice they were saying, Worthy is the Lamb who was slain, to receive power and wealth and wisdom and strength, and honor and glory and praise. Then I heard every creature in heaven and on earth and under the earth and on the sea and all that is in them, saying, To him who sits on the throne and to the Lamb be praise and honor and glory and power forever and ever. The four living creatures said, Amen. And the elders fell down and worshipped. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. So Dave, let's get right to it. How do you define the discipline of worship? Here's my, uh, here's my definition. Worship is the individual and communal uh, practice of acknowledging who God is and celebrating all that God has done for us in Christ through concrete acts of praise, adoration, and self-sacrificial living. I'll say that again. <laughs> See if I can do it. It is a mouthful. Without making any mistakes. It's good though. But it's... <laughs> Hopefully it's good. I think it's good. It's true. That's what I'm saying. It's right. true. Yeah. So worship is the individual and communal practice of acknowledging who God is and celebrating all that God, ha that God has done for us in Christ through concrete acts of praise, adoration, and self-sacrificial living. And uh, in a way, I think what worship is, and even what it looks like to a great degree, is nicely outlined in the two passages that we just read. Totally. I mean, in Psalm 95, uh, I imagine this scene, that there's a, there's a worship leader that's calling the congregation uh, to worship. And um, there's that invitation, you know, come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord, our God, our maker. And then it's followed up with the reason or the why of this worship. Why? Well, because he's our God and we are the sheep in, uh, in his care. 
and it also talks about all of God's uh, like acts and creation that he is um, the creator the one who holds all things in his hand and so because of who God is um, the people are invited to to do all these different concrete acts of worship uh, to bow down mm -hmm. to sing to extol to exalt to I like the let us shout aloud. Shout, yeah. I don't shout. No, we much. don't. We don't shout enough. As babe. a, as a. <laughs> we need to. We need to I get our out shout out. I shout children, on. but I don't <laughs> like shout aloud. Right. To the rock of my salvation, like. But yeah. I like the idea of it. It That's sounds right. very just open-hearted. Yeah. And. It sounds yes, wonderful. Totally. Um, and then um, the Revelation passage. I mean, it's. It's stunningly beautiful. I mean, there's a there's some mystery to it that it, it's, it's kind of hard to understand. Um, but in Revelation, um, John is given this unfiltered view of um, of heaven and earth and and of reality from God's perspective. And what he sees is um, he sees the Lion of Judah and the Lamb who was slain. And they, the lamb takes the scroll and, and he is worthy to open it. And it's right there on the throne. And, and around the throne, there are these elders and creatures. And they essentially begin the worship service. Mm -hmm. And they say, you know, you, you slain lamb are worthy um, to receive all these, all these different things. Um, and they tell the story of what, what Christ has done. Um, and then out from there, the, the picture moves outward and John sees thousands of angels, thousands upon thousands upon ten thousands, right? So mm -hmm. it's this second level of the choir, uh, this, this circle that's surrounding the throne. And um, they break out into song next mm -hmm. and sing a similar song, just worthy is the lamb who is slain to receive mm -hmm. power and honor, wisdom, strength, and so forth. Um, and then once more, the, the picture enlargens, and we see all creatures on the earth. Um, and uh, I love that includes... In heaven, and on earth, and under, under the, the earth, earth, and on the sea. Right. Everywhere are joining this song. Mm -hmm. And I love their, there's part to the song, too. To, you know, to him who sits on the throne, uh, be praise and honor and glory and power forever and ever. Mm -hmm. And then the four or the elders uh, around the throne um, say amen and then they fall down and worship. And worshiped. Yeah. So it's this um, this just stunning picture of this cosmic worship service. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, and it's just like this is this is what worship is. It's um, it's stepping into this picture, individually and communally, um, to acknowledge who God is, to acknowledge who Christ is, what he has done, and to celebrate that in some concrete way with our bodies. Right. With our, our lips, voice. our yeah. voices, our hands bowing down. And um, yeah. All of creation is involved. Mm -hmm. And so we can enter the song through, through worship. Um, N.T. Wright in his book, Simply Christian, um, talks about worship as being a sign that someone is um, 
has really come in contact with God and is starting to understand who God is and what they've done mm -hmm. is that the, one of the first things you see is there's a desire to worship mm -hmm. and to simply voice praise. Um, and I think that's, that's so true. Well, and I, I think that also hits on something that's quite important that we've talked about as part of this, mm. which is that we as humans are actually meant to worship. That's right. Like we... It's built are, into our DNA. We're built to worship. It's, it's mm -hmm. what we do. Mm -hmm. We adore. That's, we... that's right. And, and you see this all over the place, not just in worship of God, but um, we, we are in a way built to notice things that are, are beautiful and then celebrate that in some way. Uh, I, I was thinking of um, an example recently. I was at the um, Advent Himalong that was held at our church in December last year. And there was this family that, um, that were playing. Um, and there was one of them played the piano and then the other four were playing stringed instruments. And together they played uh, Carol of the Bells. The It's a very intense Christmas song. And these, um, I think there was five of them, these, these five or six musicians were just giving it their all. And you could tell that they were on the edge of their capacity and uh, like their skill level and just pushing it. But they were hitting their notes perfectly. And you could feel the excitement building in the room as they reached you know, the climax of the song. And as soon as they finished playing, I mean, the whole sanctuary just erupted um, in celebration. So everyone gets to their feet. Everyone starts clapping and like there's some, mm -hmm. there's some shouting perhaps of like happy shouts, like cheers. <laughs> just it's when we come in contact with beautiful, true, good things, it produces a response in us. Mm -hmm. And that's the worship response. And what the Bible teaches or says is that the one who is most worthy to receive that from us, mm. to, to, that, that calls forth this joyful response of, of praise and celebration, of clapping, of shouting, of bowing down, is the lamb who is slain who sits on the throne, right? Because of who he is and what he has done. And so it's worship of the trying God is, is from, from a biblical perspective, the, he is the most worthy of, of that in us, our capacity to worship. Hmm. Yeah. So what, what does it mean then, like if we can just take the conversation from what worship is mm -hmm. to what worship is as a spiritual discipline, mm -hmm. can you just clarify or talk about what the spiritual discipline of worship is like why do we call like why do we call this a, a discipline yeah um well simply put it's just a like a, a discipline is a practice or a habit so something that's not just something we do every now and then but is something we do routinely on a regular basis um so stepping into that song that revelations picture and lending our voice to that that worship service is just built into our regular routine. That, that's the practice of worship. Okay, so we schedule it in. Schedule it in. We actually do it. That's right. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and what does it look like? Um, 
Well, I can tell you that there's more to it than just sort of uh, coming to church on a Sunday morning. Hmm. Although that's, I think, uh, the centerpiece as well. Um, hmm. And there's a, there's a few things to untangle here, I think. Um, I think it's important to know that worship is not just about singing. Um, sometimes, you know, you hear people say, um, that was a really great worship service this morning. And mostly what they mean by that is that they really liked the songs that were sung, or maybe they thought the band, the worship team was really on, and, um, and so it was really good worship. Uh, but as we've already mentioned, there's more to worship than just singing. Um, there's also uh, bowing down. You know, when you bow, you lift high the name of Jesus by that act of humility. Mm-hmm. There's also being silent and just gazing upon, you know, maybe uh, the beauty of God um, or taking a piece, uh, you know, something like just looking at the cross and just being overwhelmed with thankfulness. Like that too is, is worship. Um, so what worship is, is um, simply setting aside time to, in a way, have the Holy Spirit mm. touch your spirit and to have him draw your attention to the one who sits on the throne and then doing something in response with your body that, that extols God or lifts high the name of Christ. Um, so you can have, really, you can have mediocre music and yet still have it be a good worship service. Right. Right. Like sometimes the two go together right. very well, but that's not necessarily the case. And it just, it, re- it brings to mind a memory. Dave and I were together at a conference once and early on we were kind of looking at each other because in both of our experiences, the team that was leading worship was um, not very good. They were really, <laughs> they were doing such a bad job. I mean, they they weren't well, they weren't playing well. But but here's the thing. Yeah. And um, you know, I'm so thankful that I actually felt compelled mm-hmm. to get on my knees and ask God to remove from me any like spirit of criticism Um, because I just did not want like my opinions and my my critical thinking to like interrupt what God would want to do in me or in the room in terms of um, extolling the name of Jesus and you know what that was like one of the most worshipful one of the most worshipful times and one of the most worshipful conferences Mm -hmm. that I think we've been at together Mm -hmm. and even though like the singing like you know it 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 actually wasn't on key like it was (laughs) it was mostly the timing (laughs) but but you know um it was probably in part like their their worshipfulness mm-hmm. that helped, but also just the group. The group, the group, like everyone was committed to worshiping God, like to adoring Him, and the Holy Spirit just helped us to Oops. do that yeah. together. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, you can go to a you can go to a you know a worship service, say a Sunday morning worship opportunity and spend the whole time sort of critiquing what's happening 
instead of joining your voice to the to the all the creatures in heaven and on earth who are right. singing praise to God. And there might be times where you just need to say, Lord, like help me to hear that revelation song of what's happening in the heavenlies louder than, than what's in front of me. But the opposite is also true. Like things can be totally beautiful and you could be like, you know, worshiping a person's talent or something, That's or right. you could have your mind on other things or, you know, like the whole idea is that whatever we're doing, our heart is responding mm -hmm. in adoration to who God is That's right. and for what he has done. And the music can help us do that. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. But and it's not it's not the only part that helps us do that. That's right. Yeah. And I think it's also important to remember that the Sunday morning gathering, the Sunday morning worship service, is not the only place that um, worship can happen. Because worship is communal. That's us gathering together to do this. But it's also, there's this individual or even family practice of worship. Um, so worship can happen during the week too. Uh, it can happen while you're cooking dinner or cleaning the house or going to work. Um, there's, it's almost that you, you make this move to just step aside from what you're doing and consciously take a moment to adore and to uh, praise or do something with your body that exalts, exalts Christ. Well, and I just might want to clarify what you were saying there. Like it's, <laughs> it's not just that worship can also maybe happen outside of Sunday morning, mm. but both are actually critically important. That's right. Sunday morning is critically important. Mm -hmm. Like we are meant to and called to gather together, to together adore God. But we are meant to, as individuals, Mm -hmm. lift our voices, lift our eyes, have these expressions as well. Like they're both mm -hmm. necessary. And the Sunday morning thing kind of keeps our eyes seeing God. I mean, ideally, keeps our eyes clear and our minds clear, keeps us on track with seeing God clearly and that will inform our individual worship. And what happens in individual worship will also inform what we bring to the group. That's right. When we worship together as a as a group of Christian people. Yeah. And when, I, when we talk about the practice too, I mean, there, I'm sure you have this. Uh, for those of you who, you know, um, who who are walking with God, that like you have moments where you're just brought to your knees, you know, um, or moments where you want to just sing, like it, you can't keep it in. It just kind of comes out, or you just want to whistle. <laughs> you know, like something. I, I, I don't think I'm the only one who has been sort of <laughs> brought to worship by the Spirit mm -hmm. outside of the worship service on Sunday morning. Mm -hmm. You know, God is showing himself and then the response, it, mm -hmm. it comes out. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Can you talk a little bit now about the importance of worship? for disciples of Jesus. Yeah, and I think in a way what we were saying before is is key here. In a way that that practice keeps bright in us the vision of who God is and what he has done. And here's the here's the the true thing about about this is that 
our living flows from our loving, meaning we seek after the things we adore. Um, adoration leads to, like, in a way our living, you don't like this metaphor, but I like it, our living flows downstream from what we, are, we adore. So some examples. Um, if, if you adore or cherish um, security, financial security, um, as I am at times uh, tempted to do, what can happen to you is that your, your life, you, you kind of turn into a giant calculator, right? Mm -hmm. you, um, you're just always calculating things based on whether or not it can get you to your desired end. Mm -hmm. um, get you towards what you love, which is security. Mm -hmm. And so you end up worshiping at the feet of something, right? Right. And um, if you love a clean and beautiful and modern home, right. you're going to live your life accordingly exactly. by spending most of your time cleaning your home and watching HGTV. Right. Um, if you love your family most of all, yeah. you're gonna structure your life around what you love. That's right. So, and here's, and here's what I think, you know, Brittany and I believe is that we all worship. Here's, this is true about humans. It's built into our DNA. We, we are set up to have a hierarchy of values. And whatever is the top thing in your hierarchy of value, that is the object that you worship. And then the object that, accordingly, your life revolves around. Um, and so what worshiping the triune God does is it continuously puts Christ, puts God the Father at the top of that hierarchy so that it can knock off the other things that are vying for top place. Mm -hmm. And if we continuously can step into the sanctuary and continuously lift high the name of Jesus. The long, you know, the long and the short of it is that our living can slowly start to revolve around, mm -hmm. around Christ, mm -hmm. as opposed to other things. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know if we explained that the best, I, I, <laughs> but we did our best. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, Jesus becomes then the North Star of your life. Well, I mean, adoring God in worship is an act of great love. Mm. And the more you do it, the more you're just drawing your attention to your love of God. Mm -hmm. Like, it's an act of love and it builds your love of God. Yeah. And, you know, your life gets ordered around what you most love. And yeah. if we, like Jesus, want our lives ordered mm. on the things of God and God's kingdom, yeah. um, then we want to be loving God and adoring Him, spending time adoring Him. That's right. So that yeah. our lives will... Reflect that. ...be structured according yeah. to Him. And this whole series we've been focusing on what does it look like to be a disciple of Christ and using the spiritual disciplines to help us do that because these are the things we saw Jesus doing. And um, throughout the Gospels, we see Jesus worshiping. Um, he doesn't often sing, or at least we don't see him singing, but he goes to the synagogue often. 
He goes to the temple often. He <laughs> retreats to quiet, to quiet places to pray and to be with, to be with his father often. And in his prayers, what we see mm-hmm. is the name of the Lord being glorified. You know, mm-hmm. uh, our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Mm-hmm. Um, that is a. It's like the first thing out of his mouth, right? That is the prayer that, that, that of... God's name be lifted up and be exalted. Mm-hmm. Um, and also Jesus, when he's tempted by the devil, you know, it's like, worship the Lord your God and mm-hmm. serve him only. Mm-hmm. You know, that, mm-hmm. uh, that rebuke of the devil to not have anything else but, but God on top of, of the things that you worship. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what does the practice of worship look like for you? Um, I do a couple things. You go to church on Sundays. I go to church. Um, and, you know, I've always prized or not prized. I've always practiced that, even, hmm. even when I didn't have to. So even when I didn't have my parents telling me I had to go, I still always went. Um, and that's a maybe a longer story of why I did that. But I always felt this tug, and I always enjoyed it. Hmm. Um, so that's a big part of my life and has been for many years. Hmm. Um, but, you know, I, I often run. Uh, I go running to worship music. I garden, and I listen to worship music. And of course, there's more ways to worship than just listening to music or singing. But I do find that music and song and lyrics mm-hmm. do are a big part of my worship life. Um, and those are, I'd say, the big ways that I do it individually. Mm-hmm. Is um, yeah, doing that. And sometimes I just pull out my guitar and I'll I'll play and sing. Um, and there are occasionally times where I'm, I am just brought to my knees and like that becomes then a concrete act of adoration too, but it's usually in connection with song and music for Mm me. Mm. Yeah. What about you? I don't have anything to add. I'm, I'm, I'm like you. Yeah. I, I, I value Sunday morning. I see that as like a really important habit. Um, and I like that. You know, sometimes I'm feeling very worshipful, like very like able to adore and I can go to church and do that. Sometimes I, I don't feel like as much, you know, like that's Desire. coming out of me as an individual, but I actually love because I believe the Bible when it says that that's like one of the most important things to do and what we're meant to do. And I love that I can go to church and I can kind of feel picked up mm. um, or I can almost lean on to the others who sort of feel more capable of, of doing it. And That's I feel right. like it's kind of great to just, well, I can just sing quietly today, but just sort of like let the, the community do the community's thing and just trust that I'm a part of it. So I just love the Sunday morning habit. Mm-hmm. But at home, I'm also a big music person and I find that finding the right music, which adores God properly and well, really uh, is a wonderful way for to worship mm-hmm. at home. Yeah. Was there something else? Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. Worship, we have other things. That, we always want to make more, this connection to COVID-19 because it's yeah. just so present. present. 
So can you talk about worship and COVID-19? Um, yeah, I, 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 the first thing that came to mind as I was thinking about this question was, I guess we're all having the challenge put before us to not only worship with the gathered community on Sunday morning, but think about ways that what does worship look like in my home, individually, maybe as a family. Uh, that is the challenge, I think, before us now. How do we gather still in Christ's name to lift high the name of Jesus, even though we're not able to be together? And I think that's for... Well, I mean, I don't, I mean, there's that challenge bit about how do we do, do church together, even though we're apart, but I just think it's also an awesome opportunity to kind of um, think more intentionally about that individual part of side of worship. Yeah. Right? Like in the absence of being able to do Sunday morning, like mm -hmm. it's a real, yeah, it's just a real chance to look at you know, or my personal well, where, where else is worship in my life? Mm -hmm. You know, exactly. and then, um, so it's so cool that we're talking about the spiritual discipline of worship because mm -hmm. we have an awesome opportunity to either bolster our individual worship life mm -hmm. or change it or, um, mm -hmm. yeah, but like to take it on exactly. and to do that really intentionally because we don't have the opportunity mm -hmm. to gather together right mm -hmm. now. And then it's just a reminder, I think, that we praise in the good times and in the hard times. Yeah. You know, um, obviously that lament is a part of worship too, and we can, bring our, we can bring our praises and our laments to God in worship. And yet there is still that call, like he still is the creator. God is still God. He still is our redeemer. He has still given us everything in Christ. That's right. And so whatever, you know, I'm thinking of even the 10,000 reasons, you know, whatever has passed and whatever lies before us, let me, let me be singing when the evening comes. And... Um, there is still opportunity to adore him. That's right. To adore him. And it's, um, mm -hmm. what a witness what a to witness. people around us. That's right. When we can do that. Yeah. Um, and what's the connection to the gospel, Dave? Worship and the gospel. Yeah, we've been trying to make this connection as well, and um, not trying, but you know, making this connection because we want to end with um, not with the practice, but the reason for the practice. Yeah. And in this case, the reason for the practice is simply the Lamb who was slain. You know, um, we we a crowd erupts when they see a good soccer goal or a violinist perfect a violin solo. Um, and I just think like the, the greatest act in history, I mean, the most beautiful, the most powerful, the most redemptive, the most, um, the greatest expression of love is what we see in Christ on the cross. And to think like that someone laid down their life 
that I can live, that I am given new life, that I'm part of a new family, a new creation, um, and all this is just gift. I mean, that is, that pulls something out of us. It, it, it calls us to worship. And I think that's, that's the connection between worship and the gospel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's it. That's it. That's it. Would you like to pray? Yeah. I'll pray. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, we're talking about the spiritual discipline of worship, and we want to worship you, Lord, and we want to worship you well. And I pray now, Holy Spirit, that you would uh, come upon each of us, fill our hearts, that we would want to worship you more and more, and also open our eyes and our minds that we might truly see you. Reveal yourself, God. Reveal to us who you are. Show us again all that you have done for us so that we might be inspired to give you the praise and adoration that you are due. I pray that you would help us, Lord. Help us in our homes, help us in our individual lives. Help us as we seek to do that um, in small connections with others at this time. And we just pray, Lord, that you would be glorified around the world as Christians continue to raise their voices um, to, to lift your name. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
friends, wherever you are, we hope that you will um, experience God's blessing throughout the rest of this day and, and into your week. Go now with the power of his blessing. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face toward you and give you his peace now and always. And all God's people say, Amen. Amen. Just say, welcome. That's amazing. That's amazing. That's amazing. Jiggy. Is that the right word? And action. Morning again, and here we are. Oh, man. <laughs> I need to say welcome. Would just you like to do say, it? say. Okay. Okay. It, it's... That. I'm not going to do it. I'm just going for the recording. Before to, um, <laughs> Sorry. I put it on do not disturb. Why did that text just come up? <laughs> I think it didn't disturb. I thought we were into it. Don't, don't you think that way? <laughs> You weren't into it? I, I just, I felt like we were a little boring. Oh. Well, that's who we are. <laughs> <laughs> I want worship to not seem boring. It's talking about worship, you know? You can only talk about it for so long. I know. You have to. I know. You gotta do it. You gotta do People it. People should just come to church. <laughs> uh, not now. Yeah. We're not there. Yeah. How's that for a blooper or two? A long blooper.